0: tips, and to remind you that above all, this too shall pass. Welcome back to another solo episode of the Heal Your Heartbreak podcast. Today I'm going to talk about what's normal to feel when you start dating again post breakup, because I think these are all extremely universal experiences, and I know that based on my own experience. And I hear it from you guys all the time. And sometimes when we run into these situations that I'm going to talk about today or just these feelings that I'm going to talk about today, we see it as this giant roadblock and we take it to mean, oh, I shouldn't be dating yet or I'm not ready to move on. Or The worst interpretation is you hit roadblocks when you're dating and you start thinking, oh my gosh, this must mean... I'm just meant to be with my ex. This must mean I'm not meant to date anyone else aside from my ex. So, today we're just gonna cover very common, normal, universal experiences that almost everyone experiences when they start dating again post breakup. The first thing, it's normal to feel really really nervous and not excited to date again. I think there's this misconception that you're supposed to be so excited to get back out there and and uh, see who's on the market and be single and all these things. In my experience, that's not typical. That's not the typical response. You know, specifically remember after breakups, my friends were so excited for me and they were really trying to hype me up and they were expecting me to be excited. And I wasn't at all. It wasn't that it was going to keep me from doing it. It just wasn't something that I was like overly excited about. It was something where I was like, Ugh, I don't know. This doesn't seem fun. <laughs> this seems like a lot of effort. I don't know if I'm ready. All of those things. So all of those things are normal. It's normal to not feel excited. It's also normal if you do feel excited. So a lot of this is going to be like pretty much whatever you feel is going to be very normal. The second thing is once you've decided, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and you log on to you set up a profile on dating apps which is you know isn't a necessary way to meet someone but obviously it's the way most of us do it nowadays you log on to a dating app and another common experience is that nothing nothing no one looks good and it feels really discouraging because you you know go on with this idea that you're going to see all these people that are good looking and seem like good fits but It's normal for the first time that you log on to see nothing. And I think that happens for a few reasons. The first is confirmation bias. If you're going into dating feeling like you're not going to meet anyone as good as your ex, your brain's confirming that. So you're saying like, wow, I believe there's no one out there as good as my ex. I log on to dating apps and I see, (laughs) I see with my own two eyes that there is no one out there as good as my ex, which you know is not true but it is a common experience you're also going to be comparing everyone to your ex especially like depending where you're at in the healing process and the other thing is like you probably have high expectations I know a lot of people who after breakups they're like all right I've done all the work I'm finally ready to go out there and meet my person and they expect that they will meet that person in a super short amount of time like okay I'm finally ready show this person to me so those high expectations too that will also cause you to feel like you don't see anyone good do not base your decision to move on or not based on the first few times you log into an app or even like if you go out with friends say to a bar with the intention of seeing like meeting people if the first time you're like, no one seems good looking, no one seems interesting, no one seems nice, it's just, it's normal. I believe personally that it's important to push through that because my guess is, and what I've seen other people experience, is the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth time that you go on a dating app, like it does get better. But if you're going on there to expect like your ex on there, like if you're going to, on there to recreate an old relationship, it's probably not gonna be the best experience. The next thing that's completely normal (laughs) is you're on the apps, you've connected with people, you've talked to people, you get asked out or you ask someone out. It's normal the day of or the night before to kind of go into a panic and it's actually normal to want to cancel the first couple dates that you have scheduled. It's almost like, I won't call it like chickening out, but you do, you go into this somewhat of a, of a panic due to anxiety. I mean, due to so many different things. There's so many different dynamics going into a first date. And, you know, I specifically remember the first date after my last breakup, I did cancel. I canceled the day of, which is incredibly unlike me. I'm like, I pride myself on not flaking out on anything, but I just could not handle it. I couldn't handle the idea of sitting with someone and, And then you know what? Like a couple weeks later, I was able to go out on a date, and it was okay. But just know that if you feel this panicked feeling, it's okay to cancel. Like I don't want you to not listen to your gut instinct. I just want you to know that like it's normal to have that feeling, and it's also normal to cancel, and that's okay. This is – dating is not – Obviously, most people are probably dating with the intention of meeting the person they want to spend their life with, but that is not the, that shouldn't be how the approach is in the beginning. It's really important to see the first few people that you talk with, that you even meet up with as like kind of a lab, like a laboratory. You are experimenting almost and you're seeing what you like. You're actually, you're also going to be able to see like What parts of your breakup you haven't been able to work through? You're like getting back into the dating scene because if you're someone that was in a relationship for, you know, I have people that are, they were in relationships for 20 years and it's scary to get back into dating and it feels rusty and that's okay. So just see the first few as, as practice. I don't know if you guys have ever made pancakes, but if you ever have made pancakes, you know that the first pancake never quite turns out that well. It's usually underdone, pan's still warming up. It's not cooked thoroughly throughout. So, you know, when I usually make pancakes, I toss the first one because it just doesn't doesn't work out. Like, these are your first pancakes. (laughs) You're testing out the heat settings. You're testing out, you're testing the waters. Like, just think of it as a messed up pancake, and that's okay. Okay, so we've gotten through, you've made the decision, (laughs) you've gone on to the apps, You've decided to go on a date. When you actually do go out on the date, remember that first dates just in general tend to be slightly awkward. I mean, and this goes for someone who's coming out of a breakup or not. First dates, you're sitting across the table from someone you've never met before in real life. You've talked to them, but you haven't met them. And there's probably going to be some like little awkward silences or... Are you looking for a guilt-free way to unwind? Between balancing your breakup, work, and just functioning in your day-to-day life, I know you are under a lot of stress. Breakups mess with your nervous system, cause obsessive thoughts, and make it so hard to just sit with yourself. This is why it's so important to have rituals that allow you to treat yourself in a healthy way. And this is why I love Recess Mood, a sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like stress-balancing adaptogens and mood-lifting magnesium. Life has been very full and stressful for me lately, and as someone who hasn't had alcohol in 11 years, I need something that helps me relax and that can bring me a moment of peace. Lately, my favorite way to do that is sitting on the couch after I put my kids to bed and having either the strawberry rose or the lime recess mood. They not only make me feel good, but they also taste incredible too. So whether you're looking for a healthier alternative to alcohol or a way to make you feel more balanced, you deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash heartbreak and get 15% off recess mood, your go-to alcohol replacement.
1: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmaker. Hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.
0: Another thing is it's completely normal to actually feel slightly guilty to be on a date. This especially goes for the first time you kiss someone or anything like that. This was well before I started dating, but I had... I had some friends convince me to go to Vegas after my breakup. This had been probably about a month after the breakup and they, you know, they took me to a a day club party and there was this guy that was, you know, pursuing me and eyeing me and my friends were really pushing me to like go talk to him and we ended up like total innocent we ended up kissing at the day club and I felt Sick to my stomach because I honestly felt like I had cheated. I had felt like I cheated in my relationship. Even though I didn't, the relationship was over. But it just goes to show that whoever you share those like intimate experiences with right after a breakup, it's going to feel a little icky. Because if you've been with one person for six months, a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years of course it's going to feel weird. Of course it's going to feel almost wrong. Is it wrong? Absolutely not. That does not mean that it's wrong. So just be like if that feeling starts coming up, be like Kendra told me this was going to happen. I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm not doing anything wrong and you know, kind of keep it keep it moving that way. It's also normal to spend most of the time on your first date or your first couple first dates, comparing this new person to your ex. And this could be their looks, how they communicate, how they interact with the waiter, what they wanna eat, what they say that they like. You're just gonna do that because your brain, this is a new experience. When you're in a new experience, your brain tries to draw comparisons to things that you've already experienced to help make it a little bit more familiar. The biggest thing that they can compare it to is the relationship that you were just in for an extended period of time. So it's your brain is just naturally going to draw certain comparisons from the person you're with to your ex. And towards in a little bit, I will you know talk about ways that you can alleviate this a little bit, because I think that tends to be the thing that scares people away the most when they start trying to date. The last thing is when you're, you know, on a date is when you leave that date, it's normal to start crying. And I'm not even kidding. It's happened to me after every breakup. The first date, even the first couple of dates I go on, I start crying because when you experience a breakup, you close a certain part of yourself off. Because you're trying to protect it and you're trying to heal it. And when you go out on a date again, when you, like, are flirting with someone or there's little butterflies, it's opening a certain part of you up that has been closed for a while. And with that, some feelings are going to come up. And, you you know, you combine that with comparing the person to your ex, you know, feeling like you're slightly cheating on your ex, even though you're not. So... It's very normal to feel like a rush of feelings come over you after a date. And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, Kendra, if I'm experiencing all these things, it does not sound like I'm ready to start dating again. And you know what? You might not be. But the beauty, and I touched on this in episode 99, and if you haven't listened to episode 99, I recommend you go back to it. But the beauty of this is, once you go onto an app, you can go off the app. Once you go on a date, you don't have to go out on, you can take a break from dating. So this might just be like a trial and error kind of a thing. However, if those things happen, if you meet all the requirements from episode 99 and you go into dating and you start experiencing these things, It's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not ready to start dating again. It just means you are getting back out there after a significant period of time. And it's going to feel a little bit strange. So and I'm sure a follow up question to that is, how do I know if I'm just experiencing normal discomfort versus how do I know if it's just far too early for me to start dating again? And I can't necessarily answer that question for you. It's got to be a gut feeling. I mean, time is obviously a great way to gauge that. You know, if if you're dating after a month and you're going through this, I would say, yeah, probably time to like take a pause. If it's been six months and you're experiencing this, this is just normal growing pains. This is just going to be normal growing pains. But it is important to like listen to your gut. And these feelings will start going away with Time once you get your, you know, sea legs in going out on dates. My guess is like each one is gonna feel easier and easier. Your ex will get further and further away and it'll just improve over time. If you know you keep dating and it's not going away, that would indicate to me that you're it's either too early or that maybe. Dating is shining a light on something that you have not healed yet. And so it's important to pay attention to that as well. So I want to end with how do you stop comparing everyone to your ex? Which again is going to be really normal, but obviously it's a bit of a buzzkill to be on a date and trying to move forward and all you're thinking about is how this person's hair looks a lot like your ex's hair that your ex's family vacation in the south like you don't want to be triggered thinking about your ex all the time so there are you know two things that I would recommend to stop doing this and the first thing is if you haven't taken the time and I talk about this in other episodes to take off to remove the rose-colored glasses through which you're viewing your ex and knocking them off the pedestal, that is really important. If you still have your ex on this high horse pedestal, no one is ever going to compare. No one will compare. And remember, no one deserves to be up on a pedestal. Your ex is not better than you. Your ex is not better than other people. It's just a matter of, you know, compatibility. Like, Relationships should be based on compatibility, not power differentiation. So your ex shouldn't be up on a pedestal. So it's important that you get really clear with, yeah, my ex also had faults because everyone does. They had quirks, they had icks that I didn't like. And so it's important to get clear on those, I think, before you start dating again. And then the second thing is, Your brain may be going into the situation looking for things that are not as good as your ex. So maybe it's, oh, they don't have as good of a job. They're not as close to their family. Just see it this way. You're automatically going to start looking for negative things. In order to combat that, you have to work. You have to do a little bit of work to focus on the good things. So just like I talk about in episodes of how important it is to do a gratitude list in your own life, especially right after a breakup so you can remind yourself that you still have good things going, it's the same thing with a date. You need to take note of the positives of this person. So sure, maybe their job in your mind isn't quite as good as your ex's job. What are some good things about this person? What are some things that are better than your ex in this way? And sometimes we really need to overcompensate by paying really close attention to the good things in order to break that spell so you're not constantly comparing. And remember that once you can take the time, you know, going like I talk about this in my Breakthrough Your Breakup mini course, but... You need to take the time to figure out what you liked about your ex and what you didn't like about your ex. And if there were things, if this new person has things, the same things that you liked about your ex, that's great. Because the things you liked about your ex should now be your new bar. Like, you don't want to go below that. You want to go above that, you know. So, So it's important to take note of that. And then take note of like, oh, wow, that's a significant improvement over my ex in maybe the communication area or or things like that. So dating is really just mapping this stuff out in your head and learning. Again, this is a laboratory. You're learning what you like and what you don't like. That is the whole purpose. So don't let any of those roadblocks convince you that your ex is the best you're going to get because that is simply not true. And... There's going to be some stumbles. There's probably going to be some really funny stories. They won't be funny at first, but I promise you there's probably going to be some funny stories that you're able to tell later on to your friends. But go into it flexible. Go into it with a learning mindset. Go into it with some curiosity. And I promise you, you'll have a much better experience than if you weren't to do those things. So I will see you guys back here again next week. I always end these episodes the same way, reminding you to be nice to yourself, stay connected with loved ones, and the biggest reminder is that this too shall pass. I promise.